0: Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project Podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss the films of the Walt Disney Company, all of them from Snow White to The Odd Life of Timothy Green to Avengers 2, coming May first, 2015. Mark your calendars now. What? Yeah. I am your host, Ryan Kilpatrick, and with me, as always, are my fine friends who help me run DisneyFilmProject.com which is the website for this here show, as well as the blog and fun place to go talk about the movies of the Walt Disney Company. With me is our fine film friends, Mr. Todd Perlmutter, you know as a blogger at touringplans.com. He is chief technical officer at disneydrivenlife.com, works over at onthegoinmco.com. Uh, and is also responsible for causing any sort of uh, technical problem that you may experience on your computer. So please email him. He's, he's IT support for the world. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I'm responsible for it that I caused it? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Call me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I think it's fair. <laughs> me personally. <laughs>
1: It's okay. I'm always willing to help people.
0: There you go. Absolutely, you're a help. You're a helpful guy. I mean, as 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 mentioned by the the 700 websites that you work on. <laughs> Seven, it's just what you do.
1: 700 today.
0: Yeah, it could be 600 tomorrow. You never know. <laughs> that fine giggly voice you hear in the background. You know her. You love her. You've missed her. You've requested her, and here she is, Miss Brianna Alessio you can find over at adventures of brie at adventures of hey brie you're back
2: hey i'm back how are you
0: i'm doing great but you're back
2: i know it's it's a weird feeling it's kind of surreal i haven't done this in so long
0: well it, it um coats are on the left um just grab a drink from the bar and you'll be good
2: okay i have to find the cookies though i lost track of them
0: yeah, they're, I, think, I think we put them on the counter, so don't worry, it's fine.
2: All right, I'll have to go look for them later.
0: Yeah, please do. Uh, all right, so we also have with us, as always, our fine producer who makes sense of when we're recording, why we're recording, and really like the universe and everything. Um, she is Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, whom you can find at about.me slash P3. You can go follow her on Twitter and listen to all the great stuff that she apparently cuts out of our episodes, That's what she told me yesterday. And you can also find out what, what she's doing over at on the go mco How are you, Cheryl?
3: Doing good. Yeah, I couldn't I get funny because I was like, "Oh man, we're of some great stuff here," but well, we couldn't really discuss that on the podcast. I can discuss it on Twitter. So <laughs> ask.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All I thought was she said "good stuff" on Twitter, so I figured that meant that she only left the great stuff.
0: There you go. (laughs) Perfect.
3: Poor Rupert. I just hope Rupert ever does not have a fan club, because otherwise it's coming after us after that.
0: (laughs) So today we are discussing National Treasure, the 2004 film uh, released by Walt Disney Studios, starring Nicolas Cage as a treasure hunter finding the lost secrets of the Founding Fathers. Uh, it was a hugely, hugely, hugely successful film, um, spawning a sequel, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, uh, and theoretically a National Treasure 3, although they just have not gotten to that one yet. But Actually,
1: actually they, green, they greenlit 3 and 4, registered, yeah. uh, registered the domains for them. 3's uh, on the books, no production yet.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but it's going to happen. Everyone seems to think, at least.
3: In 2014 right. this is the day I've got so.
0: I
1: think it was pushed off at this point because it'd have to be going now.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But National Treasure 3 is probably coming, and that's because this movie, on a budget of around $100 million, made $347 million, so my quick and uh, intellectual math skills tells me that is good money. That's a win. Yes, that's that's what we call profit.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you you know there's a book series that this spawned? I did not know that. Yeah, so there's a book, there's a six book series called the Gates Family Mysteries,
0: oh, and, cool. and
1: it, it covers the Gates family from 1612 through the 1920s. And so you could get it <laughs> in intu- So if you go to the, the Gates, like on the National Treasure uh, film Wikipedia page, I'll include a link in the notes. There's uh, actually an entire family tree that they've developed that covers from the 1600s on forward for the for the Gates family. It's pretty neat. So you get all their names, and they're all named after historic figures, you know, which is par for the course for the movie, which we can discuss. And uh, so it's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. I mean, at least there's, they've thought it through, you know what I mean?
1: I Well, I believe that a, a movie is stronger for building a good backstory.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, 100% agree. Uh, so the Gates family is the central... Uh, figures in this, in this film. Uh, and In fact, it's basically a film about the legacy of the Gates family, with Nicolas Cage being the latest member of it. Uh, because the film opens with his character Benjamin Franklin Gates uh, as a young boy in a uh, what looks like an attic. And he is trying to dig out some stuff, that and you're not really sure what it is, until his grandfather comes up, uh, played by Christopher Plummer, and starts telling him the story about the legacy of the Gates family. So the basic idea is that the Gates family uh, has has been the the overseers of this great secret, because uh, back in 1832, a man named Charles Carroll, uh, before his death, was trying to get to the White House to share a secret with Andrew Jackson, but Andrew Jackson wasn't there, so he shared the secret with his coach boy, uh, who was a member of the Gates family, John wait, Adams wait, Gates. Wait, 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 wait. Charles
1: Carroll some guy, you just said? Yeah. He's the, last, he's the last surviving person to have signed the Declaration of Independence. He was the last of them to die. So um, it's, I just wanted to say that Grandpa is also named after historic figure. Like like Ben is Benjamin Franklin Gates. Grandpa is John Adams Gates. Correct. Okay. And it's also important to note that the, that the Gates member that he's telling the story about is Thomas Gates, who comes up in this movie and a lot in the next movie as well.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah.
1: and and Thomas Gates, the son that exists between them, between Grandpa here and uh, Thomas, is um, Charles Carroll Gates, who is named after Charles Carroll. But you know that's found out in the books. That's not really from the movie at
0: all. Gotcha. But the basic idea is that there's this treasure that is that's that's going on that was hidden uh, over many many decades decade, centuries whatever. So. The story that that John Adams Gates tells is one that conspiracy theorists and – well, that's probably the best way to put it – have told for many, many decades, which is that there was an ancient treasure uh, that was found by the Knights Templar uh, that then was transferred to people who were Freemasons, the Freemasons being the descendants of the Knights Templar in this telling of the story. And that the Freemasons were many of whom were among the founding fathers, then hid the treasure, uh, and it has remained hidden to this day. So if you've studied anything about like Freemasonry or uh, you know conspiracy theories or things like that, this is something that you've probably heard of before because it's 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 a very common conspiracy theory about the United States since many of the founding fathers were actually Freemasons.
1: Yes, and this is the American Freemasons that were a splinter group off of the British Freemasons, which is actually a fundamental reason why there was even a Revolutionary War to begin with, according to the whole story. Um, and if people want to look it up, by the way, the, the story is uh, – it, it's referred to as the Timeless Treasure in case anybody want to know what the treasure was about. You can go look that up on the internet.
0: Yeah, there's been many, many versions of what the treasure is. Like, if you read The Da Vinci Code, some people say it, you know, in that book, they say it's the Holy Grail. There's others that say it's, you know, a bazillion different things. It's just it's one of those conspiracy theories that keeps popping up over and over and over again in, in uh, literature, fiction, all kinds of things. But the basic idea here is that there's this huge treasure that is hidden somewhere and was hidden by the Founding Fathers. Uh, and the only clue that the Gates family has had to its location is a small scroll that says the secret lies with Charlotte that John Adams Gates gives to Ben and basically entrusts him to carry on the legacy. Much to the dismay of Ben's father, Patrick Henry Gates, uh, played by John Voight, who basically is not interested in this whatsoever. And we find out a little bit m- more about that as, as the movie goes along.
3: Mm-hmm. Also, we find lots more about it in the second movie than we do the
0: first. We do. Yes. Yeah, very true. So we flash forward to when Ben is an adult, and he is on the path to find uh, the treasure, basically. So he is uh, going across the Arctic ice and is tracking down uh, the Charlotte, which turns out is a ship, a colonial ship.
1: Yeah, it actually was a real British fleet ship, and it was in fact lost off the coast of Newfoundland in 1818. So it could potentially be stuck in a glacier somewhere. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not likely, but potentially.
1: No, well, that's why I, – so I, I'm going to throw in a couple of facts as we go through the movie as to what, what clues are good and which clues are really messed up, just so you yeah. know. Uh, I, I have all that information, do. so I'll just throw it in as we, do, as we talk. So I'm saying that that's actually a plausible clue is what I'm saying because it's, it would be lost in the right location to be tracked in a glacier, you know, and so it works well.
0: There we go. All right. Uh, But this exposition is being funded by a gentleman named Ian Howell, who's played by Sean Bean, uh, who many of you may know as Boromir from the uh, Lord of the Rings movies.
3: Ah, Boromir. Well, you know, from the Percy Jackson, as
0: this is from the Percy Jackson movies.
1: Yes, he's also on Game of Thrones.
0: Yes, he is. Uh, And then Riley Poole, who's a computer expert, is along as well, as well as several uh, what you would call thugs, or I don't know what you'd call them. They're, Eventually dudes, you they're just dudes at this point. They're not thugs. Yeah. People. Well, they still look <laughs> like thugs, let's be fair.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Assistance. There we go. Uh, and when they find the actual ship, they find the Charlotte, uh, they manage to start digging it up, which I don't know about you guys, but I was half hoping uh, in watching this for the second time, I believe now, uh, that they would find the Captain America ship.
2: <laughs> you know what's funny i thought about the same exact thing when i was watching it
1: you, you didn't see the shield stuck off on the right no no, I'm but totally. that
2: would
0: have been awesome <laughs>
1: I, it would have been i don't think they disney was on those lines then though
0: no no what eight years ago They they, they weren't quite in that business yet but they, they managed to dig up the, the whole ship, the Charlotte, and uh, go below decks and find a what's called a Meerschaum pipe. So it's basically a pipe that's intricately carved to look like, uh, in this case, a ship and several different things. And the, the, the pipe part breaks off from the stem part. Um, and Ben is able to cut his finger and use his, the blood as an ink, takes off the stem of the pipe and rolls it uh, on a piece of paper to get another clue as to the next location of the treasure. Which is gross, by the way. It's nasty.
2: Yeah. For someone who doesn't like needles, it was cringe-inducing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's... So, what's interesting is he mentions it's an engraving, right? So it has to be an intaglio engraving, right? Because what had to happen is um, intaglio is how money's printed. Mm -hmm. So, for people who don't know. And what happens is is that the, the ink rests inside the engraving and then when it hits the paper it it falls it gets stuck onto the paper as like pieces of ink basically because it tends to be a much thicker ink and so blood would work for that because it's a thicker medium than other than like your printer ink on your ink
0: on your inkjet printer. I'm very worried that you measured this.
1: Yeah. Oh actually I used to work in printing so I know this kind of stuff. Sorry.
0: That that makes me feel mildly better. A <laughs> little bit, a <laughs> little mildly. bit. Mildly, yes.
2: Yeah, there's okay. there's st- still the 85% that's much concern. <laughs> yes. Time, basically, God, next time
3: they're over there, I'm looking for the printing personnel. what
0: they're saying. But what it ends up the the printing uh, Meerschaum pipe experiment blood donorship leads to a riddle uh, that leads Ben to some some deep thinking and figure out that the next location they need to find is that there is a clue on the back of the declaration of independence
1: so there's actually multiple clues in that in that like little sentence yes there are that's important and the clue works on all counts it's a very good clue right this was one of my favorite clues in the movie because this is the whole movie this clue right here is the entire movie First of all, it's coming from the Charlotte, which is the beginning point that we're given in the in the opener, right? Uh, like you said, it leads to the Declaration of Independence. It also leads to the Silence Do-Good letters, right? Because it uses the word silence and it's capitalized and we learn that let, later, right? Correct. Um, and I'll explain who Silence Do-Good is when we get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> the pipe itself is the key at the end of the movie, right? So the initial clue is 100% that the secret lies with Charlotte it's not just that it's in the ship but that what you find is the secret right? correct okay the one thing that they that starts through this at this point in the movie and keeps going through is that they keep he keeps going the declaration was signed on July 4th and only John Hancock and one other person signed the declaration on July 4th by the way declaration wasn't completely signed until 1781 the last person signed it but most signatories signed it on August 2nd just so people know that so oh. It's history,
3: right?
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So, that, so you're telling me that a Nicolas Cage movie did not get history entirely right?
1: It Nicolas Caged it, but that's okay because when he says things, they're highly believable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is true. I think to paid more attention when we went to Philadelphia than Nicolas Cage did.
1: I that doesn't the, surprise me. I love the Franklin Institute. It's one of my favorite museums in the country. So just so we're saying, so.
3: awesome. And we met our favorite, one of our favorite people trying to find the Franklin Institute.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. That's how we met Kelly, Kelly Christian. So that's there you cool. go. Yeah, and and it's important to note that it, it's very convenient that Ben is Benjamin Franklin Gates because most of the clues involve Benjamin Franklin. This is very true. Right. So this that's is a good point. So it's clear to you that one of the things that's that's implied in the movie but never said is that the person who probably hid the treasure where it's ultimately found at the end of the movie – and hey, what, folks, I know I'm spoiling the end, but we'll get there anyway. um, It was probably hidden by Benjamin Franklin. He probably engineered the whole thing because he's involved in all of the clues.
0: Yes, he is. So (laughs) once they realize that, that the clue is on the back of the Declaration of Independence is what they're assuming, Right. Uh, ben basically says it's game over, right? Because they can't go look at the back of the in- the Declaration of Independence. However, Ian uh, reveals that he's the only in this basically to find the treasure uh, and says, you know, I'm going to go steal the Declaration of Independence because that's the logical conclusion you would come to at this point.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I, it was interesting. It, it was a weird thing, but I guess when you learn more about the character, it makes sense, so...
0: True. I was
2: kind of with Riley on this one. Like, you do realize you're going to prison, that, you know, people usually
3: be concerned about this.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I don't think it was his first stint in prison, nor would it be his last.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cheryl on that one, yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: Uh, and when Ben and, and Riley say, you know, hey, we're not involved in this, uh, we, that's when we get the reveal that these guys that are along with Ian are thugs. Exactly. Because Shaw, who's who's the, the main bug, uh, threatens to shoot them, and Ben manages to trick them uh, and get them to leave because he tosses a flare in towards them, which is a problematic thing when there's a large amount of gunpowder on the floor.
1: Yeah, because they spent all this time throwing it on the floor.
0: Yes, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. I'd like that to be pointed out. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I didn't get that either. They're just breaking. I
3: think the he was expecting. No, you know what? I think he was expecting the double cross, a possible double cross, and he kept his and he kind of planned it out. I mean, here we're talking Benjamin Franklin planned things out a little bit. So Ben kind of probably planned this part out a little bit. He's like, I'm not. I've dealt with this Ian do for this many months now. I found him via Riley, who found him on the internet. You know, so I don't know much about him, so I'm just going to, you know, let this powder go, and worst case, it's just powder. I mean, it's not going to do any harm.
1: But oh, yeah, it's just gunpowder. It's just completely dangerous. No harm. Yeah.
3: No, but no, it would do any harm <laughs> unless, unless, unless something was lit, was my point. So I think he did it. I think he did purposely. I'm sticking with it.
0: <laughs> All right, Cheryl, that's your story and you're sticking to it? Yep. Cheryl's allowed to have a few conspiracies in a movie about conspiracy. Absolutely. I I would expect no less. Ben and Riley manage to escape, and of course Ian and his thug faction have managed to escape as well. Uh, But Ben and Riley are stuck in the middle of the Antarctic, and they have to get back to the United States and try to stop Ian from stealing the Declaration of Independence, Uh, which they do manage to make it back. Uh, The problem is they go and warn the FBI, and the FBI throws them out. Uh, they go to the National Archives, and they meet with Dr. Abigail Chase and uh, try to convince her that uh, someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence, and she also laughs them out of her office. Uh, but not before Ben notices her collection of Washington, George Washington campaign buttons and notes the one that is missing uh, out of her collection of, I believe, what was it, ten buttons. She's missing one.
1: And, she, and he says he has the missing one.
0: Yes, which is, becomes a very important plot point later, when Ben after leaving the National Archives realizing that no one is going to believe them decides that of course the only rational thing to do is to steal the declaration to keep it from being stolen
1: yes
3: so I also you, wanted to add that um, Ben says Riley says they also went to um, home, Homeland Security and um, one the department as well
1: yeah they basically tried to warn people and nobody took them seriously
2: yeah, each time he says, that's where they lost us, or that's where we lost them. That's where we lost the Homeland Security.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Abigail Chase, right, she's also named after Historic Figures.
0: Abigail Adams?
1: Abigail Adams is one of them, the wife of John Adams, going oh. back to Grandpa's name. Also Samuel Chase, who was another signer of the Declaration of Independence. And they keep playing this game in the movie, right? Like Ian, right, is Ian Howe, so he's the bad guy, right? Yes. So he's named after a British general who was a wi- Revolutionary War general, w- a William Howe. This game is played throughout the whole thing, you know. Uh, it's it's kind of nice. By the way, there is actually, it's pointed out in the movie, but there is actually writing on the back of the Declaration of Independence, right? Along one of the edges, it does in fact say, Original Declaration of Independence dated 4th July, 1776. That's the actual text. It's written on one of the edges, and that's because. It only went on display permanently recently in terms of time. Okay, So uh, up until then, it was stored in the archives and it was stored rolled up in a case much like uh, Ben is carrying around for most of the movie. So uh, they wrote it on the edge so they wouldn't have to keep unrolling it to see what it was and then roll it back up again.
0: There we go. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And in case anybody wanted to know how big... The Declaration of Independence is it's twenty nine and three quarters inches by twenty four and one half inches. So it is a big document.
0: Yeah. And not easy to carry around in a large uh, tube slung across your back no, as, we'll as Ben proves. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But the basic idea here is we are now in a race between Ben and Riley to steal the Declaration and Ian and his uh, thug group to steal the Declaration. Yes. And uh, Ben and Riley manage to win because they come up with an incredibly complex plan uh, to get the Declaration into the preservation room downstairs, away from all the censors.
2: Where they make jams and jellies.
0: Of course. (laughs) Did you see all the jars on the wall? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So there's one part of this plan that I... So this has to be like my 12th time seeing this movie. I'm sorry,
0: one part of the plan?
1: No, well, a lot of them I got, like I'd figured out, but there's one thing that goes on during the plan that I could never figure out what was going on until this particular viewing. Okay. Okay, and that was the campaign button thing. So there's this... He's making the invisible ink, right? And I didn't understand why he was making the invisible ink, right? right but then I realized this particular view that he paints it onto the campaign button so then delivers it to her so that she touches it and the ink is on her hands which apparently she didn't wash her hands between getting it and f- two days later at the gala absolutely not <laughs> yeah or it's <laughs> not, uh, not wash offable? I, maybe I, that, I, that part I don't know but that's what he was so he's making the, that's why he made the invisible ink so it gets on her fingers and that's why she leaves the fingerprints on the glass
3: well, I think she needs to work on her cleanliness. I'm sticking up for and saying that stuff probably was probably was like it's kind of like you it doesn't wash off.
0: And I'm saying she doesn't need to work on it because her non-cleanliness could have saved the Declaration of Independence. So, bully for her.
1: Bully Kay. for her. Kay. I don't, I don't know. It's a, like you said, though, it's just how elaborate the plot was, right? Because there's not just, that's not planning. That's planning to be lucky. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: it's, it's very much a Rube Goldberg of plots. <laughs> because, let me see if I can get this straight from, from the movie. The basic plot is they have to get the document in the preservation room. So Riley goes upstairs with a video camera that's fitted with a, some sort of heat, sen- heat ray. That raises the temperature in the glass case of the Declaration of Independence, which causes it to drop down below. They have to go inspect it in the preservation room.
1: Yes, we call heat rays lasers, by the way.
0: Yes. (laughs) You do. I say it's a heat ray. Uh, (laughs) Then Ben has to take a photograph of a janitor's ID from a distance that appears to be about a mile and a half away.
1: But it was a big camera lens.
0: Yes. And then photoshop himself into the ID and make it look perfectly fine to pass inspection. Yes. To get into the building, yeah. he then changes into a tuxedo so that he can flirt with Abigail Chase.
1: He was wearing the tuxedo underneath the janitor's outfit. Yes. So it was a James Bondy thing.
0: Yeah. Of course it was. Well, as is the flirting with Abigail Chase. Because that was an essential part of the plan somehow.
1: Well, that was how he got her fingerprints. Right. Right, because he, 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 he brings her a champagne glass, and then he plays this weird game, so he gets her to touch the glass, and then swaps the glass with her to have her drink a different glass instead, and then now he has her fingerprints on the original glass. It happens really quick.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs> it does
1: happen quick. But. <laughs> but, and then he has two glasses in hand, drinks one of them, and then keeps the other one and takes it to the bathroom with him.
0: Which is in and of itself disturbing. Okay.
1: <laughs> he makes this really f- odd toast too—the the toast about high treason and getting your entrails cut out.
2: That is the creepiest toast ever.
1: It was true. No, it is true. It's just but, creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. I agree. <laughs> I I and and well, to be fair, Abigail and her boyfriend there did indeed uh, seem creeped out by it. So it wasn't just us.
2: Well, you know what? Abigail had it coming because she didn't want to listen to them. So
1: gotta listen to the dudes who tell you
0: things
2: and always listen to Nick Cage I mean come on
1: because
0: he's believable
2: exactly
0: (laughs) I'll give him that he commits to everything that he that he acts in whether or not it makes sense or not
2: (laughs) oh yeah
1: he just owns the role that's why that's why it's fun to watch his movies so
2: he will make you believe unbelievable things
1: I believe I said when we were talking before we were recording I said I said Nicholas Tates can take a bad movie and make it a good movie
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure if I can go that far with you, but yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, All right, so then the next part of the plan is he takes her fingerprints, goes back down to the preservation room area, and gets into the preservation room to steal the Declaration of Independence. The problem being that Ian shows up as he is trying to do this, because Riley has tapped into the video camera feed, ...to see what's going on and, you know, make sure that they can keep things in order. And he's... and all of a sudden loses the feed. And and that's a bad thing, because then he can't see that Ian is there. So, rather than roll up the Declaration of Independence and take it out with him... uh, ...Ben has to basically take the entire thing out, glass case and all. Good thing he did. Yes, which comes in handy when the thugs start shooting at him... ...and he uses the Declaration of Independence as a shield...
1: It's in, well, he uses his bulletproof case as a shield.
0: Yes. But I, I might add, for somebody who was so concerned about it, that does seem like an odd thing to do, even if you know that the case is bulletproof.
1: I guess. I don't know. It was, it was already in his hands. I mean, what was he going to do?
0: <laughs> Good point.
1: He was already – right? Because if you think about it, he was already backed up against the elevator waiting for the door to open, and that they kind of shoot at him as he's getting into the elevator. Yes, they do. Ah, so,
0: so. Uh, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but they do manage to escape through an elaborate ruse. Uh, ben manages to walk out. He gets it and rolls it up in his, in his jacket, but he gets caught in the gift shop because they think he's trying to steal a uh, replica Declaration of Independence and force him to pay for it, with a credit card, no less, because he doesn't have enough cash.
1: So wait a minute. At that point, right, it's not stealing.
0: Yeah. Right? There's the actual declaration the is stealing, yes.
1: Well, okay, what he did about taking out the case, but once he's paid for it, even if he stole it, he technically owns it because the government sold it to him. There's been court cases about stuff like that.
0: Hmm. I don't think they would see it that way.
1: I'm sure they wouldn't, but I mean, there have been court cases about stuff like that where the government's made mistakes like that and sold things that they, they have to buy back.
0: Well, okay. That, that may be true. That's a good point.
3: Um, I wanted to say that this was probably the, the weirdest part, place to But
0: But he does he does manage to escape, and then we get an elaborate car chase through the streets of D.C. Because they grab Abigail, Ian, and his thug crew do, and then Ben and Riley are trying to escape, uh, and they manage to swap the declaration for Abigail while going down the street uh, in a van, and what looks like a giant ice cream truck but it's not i can't remember what it actually is
1: meanwhile security has figured out the decoration has been stolen yes <laughs> well everybody who was even involved or trying to steal it is already out of the building
0: <laughs> yeah it is uh it is an action movie no doubt whatsoever yeah yeah this is this is a very actiony sort of scene by the way diane kruger did her own stunt work there Seriously? Seriously, really?
1: Yes. So her, it's really Diane Kruger hanging off the side of the door of the ch- truck and everything like that, and and squeezing between the buses and everything. They really had her do it.
3: Wow. Up to her.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Go well, she her. did
1: play Helen a Troy. So let's be fair.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we should get her and Jackie Chan in the movie together. They could do their own sons together.
0: <laughs> That'd be. Sick. That would be awesome.
3: Yeah, I would watch that
0: very cool alright so they managed manage to escape because Ben being the clever boy that he is uh, has actually bought a, two declarations of independence the actual one as Todd mentioned uh, and a replica and it's the replica that he managed to swap with Ian and they managed to get away uh, but Ben and Abigail are trying to figure out what they have to do Abigail of course wants to take the declaration back and Ben doesn't want to let her uh, it, and it's at that point, like Todd mentioned earlier, that we figure out, or, or Ben does rather, that they need the Silas Do Good letters. Would you like to explain what those are, Todd? Yeah.
1: So the Silas Do Good is the very. Wait, f-
3: we're missing a step. Well, we Hold can. Hold on.
1: Oh, we. What? What
3: did Cause we Because miss? R- we missed that, that he that um he that Riley didn't didn't know about the visa.
1: There's, there's, yes, we right. Riley gets upset because they left the credit card imprint,
3: and the and the silence, and the copies of the silence good, good. good letters are at his house.
1: Right, so they. So he right. needs the original. Right, so he needs to go talk to somebody to get the originals. Okay, that's part of what's going on here, and um, we learn that it's because his father has the original letters, so they have yes. to see his dad. Uh, he can't because he can't get his scans, his copies of them because he can't go back to his apartment because he's now on the grid. He's been. He's been tagged because he used he a credit card.
0: Which, which, by the way, I'd like to point out, um, you could actually look at them on the Internet. That's what the other yes. group does.
1: So the Silas Dugood letters, and it's silence, not Silas, just so you know that it's actually the word silence, uh, are letters that are written by a pseudonym of Benjamin Franklin. So see, again, Benjamin Franklin's involved in the clue. Uh, and it was a Mrs. Silas Dugood that he was doing and he created the person when he was 16 years old just to show how that ben franklin was very clever even at a young age he was working for his brother james for the franklin's new england Cor- current which is a current it's a they still exists, right the new england current i believe yeah as I, a magazine.
0: I, I believe it's the. is it the hartford current now i think
1: oh maybe that's what it is you're right yeah so but it was it's an old magazine at this point uh she was a middle-aged widow okay, who ha- who was known for her humor and her satire, okay, and there are 15 letters total.
0: Got it. That's it. Mm. Yeah, so the basic idea is that they are going to try and figure they, – they think that because Benjamin Franklin wrote the letters, and in the riddle that was on the Meerschaum pipe, it's, meant, you know, silence is capitalized, so they believe that that's, a, that's what it is. When they open the Declaration of Independence, when they get to his father's house, uh, they believe that that will hold a clue to something connected to the Silence Do Good letters.
1: Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Agent Sidusky has been put on the case.
0: Played by Harvey Keitel.
1: Yes, Harvey Keitel, one of my favorite actors, by the way.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, insane. He's I cool.
1: love Reservoir Dogs. We won't talk about Reservoir Dogs, but other than to say that, I love it. <laughs>
3: Yes, this is a much better role than the last movie we, we talked about that had him in
1: it. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's, he's in charge of the case. He notices that there's probably two groups involved. That's probably one of the first things that he points out. He's very sharp-witted is the first thing we learned because he figures out that there's two peop- there were two groups, obviously, trying to steal the thing because one was shooting at the other because no security guards were involved in the shooting. Right. right. That, so he figures that out at this point, and and then everybody kind of learns about the letters at the same time, right? Because Ben and Abigail and Riley are having the conversation at the same time. Sadusky is in Ben's apartment, and he's learning about the letters because Ben already had them all out, okay, in their clean room that they set up for identif- for uh, checking out the declaration. And Ian figures out that the word silence is capitalized, and he figures out it's a name, and then they figure out on the internet about the letters as well there you go So everybody's all at once
0: yes but in the meantime nobody knows what it, what connection the letters actually have with the declaration right no because they have to go to the person who has the actual silence do good letters which would be Ben's dad played by John Boyd mm-hmm. so a great
1: actor yes yeah.
0: indeed indeed uh, another crazy actor, just like Nick Cage. Yes. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel. Good point. Yeah. These are all very talented, crazy people. Yeah. Which, which makes for good, crazy filmmaking. Absolutely. <laughs> so they get, they get to Ben's father's house, and uh, he is obviously not impressed with Ben. We can tell that right away. Uh, by the way, he phrases his introduction of basically asking if Ben is... Uh, gotten Abigail pregnant and that that's why he's in trouble
1: <laughs> they, right and they get into this whole argument about the endless clues and on and on because he tells his father that the Charlotte was really a ship and his father gets very excited for a moment right so you can tell his father has the treasure fever but something but he's not entirely happy about it right because he because he, the Charlotte didn't have the treasure it was another clue and that's where he's upset
0: yes Right. Yeah, the whole thing is, well, it's this clue, and then that clue, and then this clue, and you never find the treasure, and the treasure's not really real. And I have a problem with that whole subplot. Would you like to hear what it is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay, here's my problem. There's yeah. only been the one clue up until this point.
1: I, I think the problem is, is is something that they don't really get into is I have a feeling there have been other treasures, that this was yeah. the big treasure to them, but they've, but they've been treasure hunters all along. Because earlier in Abigail's office I'm not sorry when he reveals her actual real name to her right that he's not Ben Brown he's Ben Gates she goes wait a minute the Gates family the treasure hunters right so I have a feeling that they have uh, they're known for this sort of thing so it's not the Charlotte specifically that he's complaining about it's just treasure hunting in general.
3: Also Ben has another line where um, in the hallway with 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 Riley, and he goes, why, Brown, why are you using Brown? He goes, oh, well, my, my, my last name Gates isn't really, res, really respected here.
0: Yeah. Right. But but none of that says that they've been chasing other treasure, like you're saying, Todd. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying it's not in the movie. I no, think it's assumed.
3: Uh, I know. Uh, I, no, do, it's I, not, I Abigail says it.
1: Abigail uses, drops a line. That's what I'm saying. In her office, she says, uh, not in her office, but at this point when she finds out the truth she says oh the treasure hunters
0: or something yes like that. So but she but mention it. but there's no other treasure mentioned in the movie you're right
3: i think it's an assumption you have to make and i agree with you ryan that you shouldn't have to make assumptions but
0: i i just have a problem like if if you're going to focus on one thing then everything has to be true to that. You know what I mean? Like, the whole movie is focused about the fact that this, this is the family secret they've been trying to keep for decades and decades, and they've been trying to find the Charlotte for decades and decades, and that's the only clue they have, but yet he's upset with his son because they've been going clue after clue after clue. Well, that doesn't actually happen until this point. For
1: this for this thing, yeah. I, yeah.
0: Well,
1: well, we don't know how he actually arrived at the fact that the Charlotte was a ship either, right? No. Because I mean, there's there's a period of time between it's, it's 1970. It's 30 years, right? Because it's the initial scene's 1974, and this is 2004. the movie, right? Yes. So he's he's got to be about 40, about 30 to 40 years old at that point in time, and so obviously in 30 years something has gone on and they and it's not it's 30 years later that he first finds the Charlotte so maybe they're just talking about clues to figure out what the Charlotte is I, you're right it's just not covered I don't think it really has to be though I think we're
0: uh, it's a perfect conflict between father and son I just don't feel like it was executed properly that's all yeah well uh, there was yeah. there was
1: a conflict between dad and grandpa yeah in the beginning absolutely right? so obviously there was something going on there and it's just carried forward in the scene because this is the next scene we see him in
0: right yes uh, and he he doesn't realize what they uh, when they break out the Declaration of Independence and they're trying to figure out what the writing is on the back. He doesn't know what the document is.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a very funny scene. Yes,
0: yeah. which is very amusing. <laughs> uh, but he manages. They manage to break out lemons. Yeah. Uh, because that will reveal the invisible ink, and and Dad keeps chiming in from the other room that they're going to ne- need heat.
1: Right. Put it in the oven, and they're like they're like, is that no. animal skin? Is <laughs> that animal skin? He goes, yeah. He goes, how old is that? He goes, about 200 years. 200 years? Are you sure? Yeah, pretty
0: sure. <laughs> it's all fun and games until somebody realizes what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they managed to, to use the lemons and then uh, in a nice build the romantic tension sequence have both Abigail and Ben breathe onto the declaration and that reveals a set of numbers in the back so they copy down all the numbers uh, and it, what they're saying is that it is an Ottendorf cipher
1: yes uh,
0: and they can use the riddle on the pipe from the Charlotte the cipher and the silence do-good letters that would give them the next clue
1: right so an Ottendorf cipher is named after Nicholas Dietrich Baron de Ottendorf who was a mercenary hired by the Continental Congress
0: Interesting.
1: To, to help uh, bolster the initial Continental Army. He was eventually fired by George Washington and became, and switched to working for the British Army.
0: Interesting. Okay. All right. The more you know. Right, Todd? Yeah. So they figure out that they need to go to find the Silence Do Good Letters, and they keep asking his dad for them, and finally his dad admits that he does not have them after he sees that they have stolen the Declaration of Independence which causes dad no end of heartburn (laughs) yes Uh, but they get smart yes they do because they tie dad up (laughs) that's a great scene yeah (sighs)
1: yeah no it's smart because the the idea was that if they show that if they make it look like they did a B and E on his own father that it doesn't implicate the father
0: Yes. Right. Which is good because Harvey Keitel shows up very shortly thereafter. Yeah. And and Dad truthfully can say I'm not involved in this because look they left me tied up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
3: they stole the card and wallet.
0: No, it, yes, didn't they steal his, it.
1: wasn't his wallet. It was oh. um, a book by Thomas Jefferson that had money stored inside the pages. Uh, Thomas
0: Paine. Um, Thomas yeah. Paine.
2: Oh, Common sorry. sense. Common
0: sense. Common yeah. sense. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot what the title of the book was. So. Yeah. Yeah, they stole his his common sense where he always hides his cash and stole his Cadillac too, uh, because they have to go to Philadelphia, which is where uh, he has donated the letters to the Franklin Institute that we mentioned earlier. Yes, and and they come up with a very clever way to get the information after they make a brief stop for uh, for clothes. Shortly, well, I'm sorry. No, they go get the information. Then they make a stop for clothes. That's right. Uh, because they they hire a young young kid to go into the Franklin Institute and copy down the letters so what it is is basically the the cipher says this row this letter it reminded me very much of the scavenger hunt Cheryl and I had terrible flashbacks <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs>
0: yeah they never so they never really explained that the, the
1: The number breakdown, but I presume it was like which letter, which which actual letter of the 15 letters, and then which paragraph and which word. Like they kind of sort of semi explain it, but there's 15 letters involved. I mean, normally it's on a single sheet of paper it's used against. Yeah. So it was kind of sort of not clear to me.
3: Well, oh no, that's well, had you done the scavenger, it would be pretty (laughs) well done. Oh
1: no, I've had to do it before. Like I did one, uh, where you had to count out the stuff on the, on the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse sign. You had to do it with the outdoor cipher thing. Yes, so.
0: that's exactly what we had to do for the uh, D23 scavenger hunt uh, in May of last year, and it was very, very painful, was it not, Cheryl?
3: It was very painful. In fact, I was calling time for answers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they managed to get all of all but the last word, and it 's Riley who 's waiting across the street. Meanwhile, Ian has gone to find the, the letters at the franklin Institute, and he he notices the kid uh, as the kid has gone in for the last four letters but Meanwhile, Riley is across the street and he sees a bus pass by and he's got basically the entire phrase except the last thing and the, and the last piece is uh, the house of pass and and then he's waiting for the last four letters and he sees a bus drive by that has a picture of the Liberty Bell on it and on the Liberty Bell it says pass and stow so he figures out that we're talking about Independence Hall yes. and manages to escape just before Ian can come and grab him. Yes. Which is very fortunate because that Ian's a grabby guy.
1: yeah he is yeah I I don't think Ian's kind of sort of like always on the verge
0: of being there (laughs) yeah he's always one step behind yes yeah but they managed to then go get some clothes and figure out that you know what do we need to do how do we need to figure this out and the riddle basically points them to you know you have to be at Independence Hall at a certain time in order to figure out what the next clue is and it's it's Ben who figures out that on the back of the $100 bill, there is an actual time on Independence Hall.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I got the time wrong. No. Yeah. So they say it's 2.22 p.m. According to the um, – no, first of all, it's a 12-hour clock, so how do they tell a.m. and p.m.? That should be question number one you're asking yourself, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> question, problem number two, on the Bureau of Engraving and Printing's own website – the time is listed as being 4:10, not
0: 2:22. Interesting. Okay.
3: <laughs> but they, but, so they weren't close though, because they they do determine that they weren't in daylight savings time at exactly 3:22. So it was it was pretty darn close. So I have to give them that. Yes,
1: and when Riley has his moment, points at the thing about daylight savings time. He's completely correct, except for other problems that are not mentioned. First of all, okay. The tower with the clock wasn't built until 1828. No. Oh! Okay. Uh, <laughs> therefore, Benjamin Franklin could not have set up the clue, as he died in 1790.
0: That's problematic.
1: Okay. Granted, he was the reason why Benjamin Franklin is involved. The clue is because who's on the front of the hundred-dollar bill? Right. That's. that's Andy that's, Jackson. No. No. Okay. Uh, uh. Uh.
0: Benjamin Franklin.
1: Ben Franklin. Yes. So, yeah, him. Wait, wait. The original tower that happened to be on Independence Hall was torn down and had no clock, okay? Because it was, re- it was unstable, so it was removed in 1781, okay? Uh, the original clock on, what, on Independence Hall was on the side facing Congress Hall, okay? Also, um, there were no time zones back in 1883, so it doesn't even matter the daylight savings thing. Daylight savings relies on time zones to work. Okay? Yeah, back that would then, be a problem. Back then, everyone still used solar time, so noon was determined by high noon back then. Mm. And, and what time of year? Mm-hmm. Because shadows fall differently at different times of year.
0: But other than that, it works perfectly.
1: Other than those 14 things, yes, it works. It's a great.
3: Clue. <laughs> 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 wow, I like this box. has a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, so this, this clue is probably the biggest fail in the entire movie. But, again, when Nicholas Cage says it, it's believable.
0: There you go.
2: So, Nicholas Cage says it, it's got to be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's more accurate than
3: Google.
0: Absolutely. At least in his own movies. True. So, Ben and Abigail and Riley head to Independence Hall, uh, and they, they figure out the cipher that they go and look at where the sun is from the bell tower, and figure out that they need to go to the other side of Independence Hall, and they find a brick, or Ben does, uh, that is marked with a mason symbol, and when he manages to pry it loose, inside the brick is a pair of spectacles that has many lenses in front of it, which is an obvious yep. invention of Mr. Franklin.
1: By, by the way, let's, let's make sure that we know Ian's team, meanwhile, pays the boy for the last four letters.
0: A lot of money for the last four letters, by 100 the way. hundred bucks. Yep. Then, I, I will go get those letters.
1: Yeah, let me yeah, please. Definitely. I'll get you how many more letters do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty five <laughs> bucks a letter, I'm in. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then he puts so he takes the word Stow and he again uses well the bad guys are using Yahoo, right? And the good guys are using Google, so what's going on in the movie?
0: Actually the good guys are not using the internet at all, are they?
1: No no they are. The one of them has the laptop in the sh- in the van that they've got. Because he types Stowe into whatever the search engine that they use is.
0: Oh, gotcha, okay.
1: And comes up with the Liberty Bell.
0: Yes, which, by the way, if you search like the bad guys do, because I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that if you searched Stowe and Declaration of Independence that you would come up with a Liberty Bell, but it actually works. I tried it.
1: If if I just type Stowe in, Liberty Bell is number four. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's amazing. But if you t- seriously, if you type Stowe and "Declaration of Independence," which is what the bad guys do, it comes up as the fourth result. Uh, as the first result is "Liberty Bell."
1: I probably because Google, the way Google ranking works, is the more you, the particular search terms. Like when the movie was out, they probably people searched a lot for the search term that they used, right? So that ranks that search term as higher.
0: Probably. Right. That's true.
1: But I'm trying it. National well, national treasure is number one, then Liberty Bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Yes, national treasure is number one. So they take the spectacles into Independence Hall and are managed to look at the back of the Declaration, which Ben has to pause for a moment to realize that you know the last time the Declaration of Independence was in Independence Hall, it was being signed, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that's a good moment in the movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he, do- he does so, and they look at it, and it says here at the wall is the next clue, and it's H-E-E-R-E, not yeah. the regular spelling of here. Yes.
1: Also, by the way, the re- again, Benjamin Franklin left the clue, right, because Benjamin Franklin invented the bifocals, and these could be considered like an experimental version of what he finally had because they have the multiple lenses – and a bifocal is taking the nearsighted lens and the farsighted lens and combining them into the same lens yes so he could have been playing with different types of lenses so that's why again just saying benjamin franklin again in the clue
0: it's always benjamin franklin always comes back to benjamin franklin all about benji the f
2: he is the man
0: (laughs) the the problem comes with uh, ian and his group finally catch up at this point And they manage to to catch Ian after a chase involving both Abigail and Riley. Abigail and Riley give up the declaration uh, because they split up and Ian has the spectacles. Uh, They manage to catch, they get the declaration. Ben has uh, the spectacles, don't get Thank you, yes, I'm getting mixed up. Okay. (laughs) Ian gets the declaration from Abigail and Riley. The FBI, who are also catching up at this point, manage to catch Ben. Yes, the FBI arrests Ben. The, the basic idea is that he calls the FBI and says, you know, Ben, I will trade you the declaration for, you know, you let me look at the declaration with the spectacles and then I will give you both back, right, the spectacles and the declaration. And they set up a meet for the bridge of the USS Intrepid in New York City.
1: Though, though, first of all, uh, two things go on. One is that Sadusky says, you know, gives Ben his options, which are go to prison or help me find the declaration and then go to prison. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Which are not exactly great options.
1: No. Uh, But they talk about the glass a little bit, and at that point Ben realizes that here at the wall is not the only part of that clue.
0: Correct. He realizes that because there are multiple lenses on the spectacles that he needs to look at that, you know, another way with a different lens in order to figure out what else is on there correct uh, so he does he does know this when he goes to the USS Intrepid uh, right. and is used as bait right a, and
1: Ian promises him the declaration and the Charlotte Pipe which is pretty much why the FBI says yes we get what we want back yes and we get the bad guy and everything is happy FBI world
0: correct which is very rare yes so the the setup for the USS Intrepid is that Ben is supposed to come alone, even though they know that the FBI will be following along. And he is supposed to come alone, and he is supposed to somehow uh, exchange the declaration and the spectacle, or exchange the spectacles for you know the declaration. They would have the meat, and everything would be fine, right? He would get the declaration and spectacles back, and Ian would be on his way with the clues problem is the setup uh, does not work properly, right? Because what ends up happening instead is that Ian manages to kidnap Ben by convincing him to jump off the Intrepid into the water. Yeah. Not
1: Not so healthy it's Hudson River.
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I have the, a the question. Hudson is not, you know... Yeah, yeah, go I have ahead. a question. Yeah?
3: How did the spectacle survive the dive?
0: Yes, I agree.
3: It's just
1: glass and plastic. He's been running around the whole movie with it in his pocket and they survive. I mean, jumping off of... thing? yeah.
3: That no... First of all, they set up the fact that he was a diver. So they know that... So we know he knows how to dive. So that was not been that big of a deal.
1: Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. When did they set up that he was a diver? Did I miss that?
3: Sadusky says
1: it. When, wait, 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 when? I, I have no idea what this is about.
3: Yes. Sadusky says it. When they look over his dossier.
1: Uh, that's really weird. I had no idea there was, a, like, a whole connection to the movie. I mean, other than the fact that, um, you know, the only... <laughs> he dives into the... he put, You know how he puts the rebreather into his mouth once he's in the water? Mm-hmm. Do you notice he doesn't blow out? He just starts breathing?
0: I did not know that.
1: Right, when you put a rebreather into your mouth for scuba, the first thing you're supposed to do is blow out, not inhale in. Uh-huh.
3: Except if right. you're a seal. I, I think
1: you... I, 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 he, no, 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 he po- played a seal. He is not a real Levi seal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know that.
1: I'm pretty confident in that.
0: Just saying, you don't know for sure.
1: That's right. So Nicolas Cage really could be a real secret agent subterfuging the entire American culture. Sure. Yeah. Well, this is a movie about conspiracies.
0: <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> so now that he has Ian, or now that Ian has been, rather, uh, he manages to take everybody to the next step, which is the next clue uh, leads the or the clue leads them to Trinity Church in New York City, because it is the intersection of Broadway and Wall Street. Right. Uh, the old name of Broadway being Dehier Street,
1: De Hier Strat. That too. It was it was a Ger- It stands for in German, it's the Gentleman's Street. Okay. Yeah, it was rena- it was actually renamed by the English. He says it was renamed to Broadway, but he doesn't explain why. It was actually when the British took control of New York City, they renamed it Broadway.
0: How ironic. Yes.
1: How ironic.
0: Yes. Uh, So beneath the... the, They look at the next clue, which basically says that uh, the the treasure or whatever the next clue is, is beneath the church. So they go down beneath the church to... uh, And I forget the name of the gentleman.
3: Parkington Lane.
0: Parkington Lane. Parkington Lane. Uh, They have to remove his grave in order to, to find the tunnel that leads to the enormous wooden dumbwaiter staircase, circular... Trap of death that leads them to the to the next cave. Yes,
3: literally trap of death because Shaw dives. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sha takes a, a literal doesn't he dives to his death basically.
0: Pretty much. Uh, so after a long, in, in my eyes, exceedingly long sequence, trying to make their way down the you know dumb waiters and staircases of death.
1: But, by the way I want to say a few things first of all that this is that the, they use the Trinity Church is actually genius okay it's it's actually one of the few clues that's not specific to Benjamin Franklin but what's nifty about it is that this is the second Trinity Church right because the first Trinity Church was burned to the ground in 1776 by the British mm-hmm Right, so it's it's kind of, you know, because of the years and stuff like that, and it was rebuilt and I believe that it was it was completed just before they ratified the um constitution in the seventeen eighties. So that it's tied to both dates. It's like the it's like the perfect location to end the movie in. Mm-hmm. And near as I could tell online by the way, there is in fact a burial marker with the name Parkington Lane on it at Trinity Church.
0: Well that's pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So they managed to make it the way on the way down, and the problem is at this point they have kidnapped ben 's dad right, and that is the leverage they 're using to help him come along with them in case they encounter more clues because there 's no indication of you know what 's going to happen is this going to be another clue or you know what the deal is? They make it all the way down to this sort of tunnel area, uh, and all that 's there is a lantern and they can 't figure out you know, what 's going on is this where the treasure was supposed to be. And basically um, Ben's dad Patrick Henry Gates says, "Aha! The clue must be that you know it's one lantern, which is refers to Paul Revere's ride, and that means the treasures at Old North Church in Boston." Yes. And he says that to trick Ian into into leaving.
1: Well, he's testing also testing how smart Ian actually is because he makes up a name that because the name that he gives has nothing to do with Paul Revere's ride, right? interesting (laughs) so uh, but the whole thing I mean he makes it very convincing he sells the lie you know and that Ben can jump in and support it is really good very much so because again when Nicholas Cage says things they're believable
2: oh yeah (laughs) and don't you forget it
0: that's right uh, but it is, in fact, a trick. But they get Ian. They get Ian to leave, which is great, right? Because they they manage to get him out of there and and get it to so that it is just Abigail, Riley, Ben, and Patrick as they are sitting there. Uh, they think that you know Ian thinks that he's gone and he's left them there to die. And in the matter of fact, they are trying to figure out that the treasure should be in that room somewhere or somewhere around it, and they manage to to get through to the next room, uh, and it's not there. There's no treasure there.
1: And it looks like a ransacked treasure room.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a sort of a fleeting moment. And I, I turned to my wife when I was watching the movie, and, like, this just seems like a bad ending to the movie. And that's because it's not the ending to the movie. Um, like everything else in this film, there's more to it. Uh, and they have to use the pipe, break it into two pieces. The pipe, like you mentioned earlier, Todd, the key... Um, they find a, an inset in the wall, a little circle. They put the one end of the pipe end into the inset. They put the, the stem into a hole in the inset and manage to turn it, crank it, and it opens up into the next room, which is where the treasure actually is.
1: Yes. By the way, the first treasure that they mark, even before they mark gold or anything else, is uh, Abigail points out that there's scrolls from the Library of Alexandria, mm-hmm. which is would be, A, really cool, um, and I... I'm not sure how possible it is, right? Because that might, it means that somebody would have to survive the destruction of the Library of Alexandria, which I'm not sure that that happened.
0: Well, you know, it happens.
1: Sure, sure it does.
0: Come on. <laughs> have faith, Todd. Have faith. So they manage, they manage to get out and back up to Trinity Church, and that's where they have to make a deal with Sadusky about, you know, the return of the Declaration and keeping Ben out of jail. And uh, it's at that point that Sadusky reveals he is actually a Freemason. So he's been charged with protecting the treasure, according to the mythology of the series, right?
1: Right. He seems to have already known about the treasure, but not specifically where
0: it is. Yeah. Uh, so they make a deal. Uh, they, as he's been telling Ben, somebody has to go to jail. So Ben turns over Ian says he's at the North Church, you can go get him and he can go to jail for the theft of the Declaration of Independence. Great um, idea. We want a 1% finder's fee of the treasure, which considering that the estimated value of the treasure is, what, $10 trillion? It's a ridiculous
1: amount. I, yeah. I, I forgot what did I... Because I, it sounds like they say one thing, but then online I see another number, so we'll just say a whole lot.
0: Yeah. So that 1% finder's fee makes them extremely rich at this point. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh,
3: Yes, at this point is a good is a good is a good thing.
0: Yes. <laughs> and uh, they Ben and Riley and Abigail managed to live happily ever after. Ben in a mansion that he bought that he can now live with Abigail no, because Ben
3: and just no Ben and Abigail live happily ever after. Riley does not live in the mansion with them.
0: Whiskey's get getting there Seven. <laughs> get but so. the
1: by, by the way, it's also important to note that the house that they buy is yes. um Charles Carroll's house
3: yes yeah because they were going to set up a sequel
1: you know that nobody from the beginning of the movie right like I said nobody
0: (laughs) but they they buy that house Riley buys himself a nice Ferrari and and everyone lives happily ever after Uh, Ben and Abigail in their you know nice romance relationship that was built up for all of about five minutes in the movie yes but that's okay because that's not really what the movie's about.
1: I agree. There's an alternate ending on the DVD.
2: I like that ending.
1: The alternate one? Yes. Uh, so you watched it also. Yeah, they where they just have them, uh, they're looking at the Constitution and she goes, she goes, I didn't, no, I already checked the back, there's nothing there. Nice. <laughs> and then Dad comes walking in going, hey, guess what? Found another treasure for us to all go find and they
0: all walk off. Going that's why the I like it too
2: is that John Voight was in the ending because in the ultimate ending, because he wasn't in the actual ending. So.
0: Right. No, he just kind of disappears.
2: Yeah, I didn't like that they decided not to incorporate him in that. But.
0: Yeah. So
1: you know how this movie had a sequel, yes. right? Afterwards, did you know that orig- the originally John Turtletop submitted a four-hour cut of the movie that he wanted to break into two movies that were released six months
0: apart? Wow. I I do not, but that's uh, that's ambitious.
1: Yeah. Because he he felt that there's a lot that he had to cut it out, out to get it down to the length that it is. And it's already longer than two hours, so it's, you know, that is that is pretty
3: interesting. And originally, they were supposed to have a sequel based on the house, too.
1: Were they? I didn't know that.
3: Yes. There, that was one of the rumors, is that there was a sequel based on the house.
1: You want another uh, interesting fact about the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So the movie takes place in three uh capitals that throughout United States' history.
0: It's, it's definitely a fun movie. I mean, that's, that's it the whole is. thing. Um, it's, it wasn't exactly very well critically reclaimed. It's, uh, I think, like in the 40, high 40s on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, well, that's, the, that's
1: the critic rating. The audience rating is 78%. So.
0: Right. And that's, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's kind of the point I was getting at. is like, it's, it's one of those movies you just go with it and you enjoy it and you don't worry about the fact that it's extremely silly. Exactly. Because it, it is, but it, that's okay.
1: It's supposed to be a fun romp, and it delivers on that.
0: Well, it's it's like, um, you know, the D- Disney made these kinds of movies back in the 60s and 70s. You know, there's the, the Haley Mills uh, moon spinners and... Uh, movies like that—they're just fun adventure movies. You know, the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and stuff like that. That's—that's yes. that's the whole idea. That's what Disney made, and that's what they wanted from Bruckheimer, and that's what they got from this movie and the Pirates movies and things like that. It's just fun adventures. Right, and it's—it's
1: um, it's interesting to note too that they had originally, um, because it was Bruckheimer, they originally inserted this movie under to the Touchstone label, but when it, they saw the rating and they saw that it was considered a friendly family movie, they moved it back under the Disney label for release. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I did like Roger Ebert's review, though, because he, he said it was so silly the Monty Python version of the film could use the same screenplay line for line. I did think that was funny.
1: <laughs> I, I, I could see
0: that. Yes, I could, too.
1: <laughs> I would like
2: to see that, actually.
0: Yeah, that would be amusing.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so let's rate this one. Uh, Miss Bree, since you are returning, I will let you go 1st
2: ooh. All right, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much said it all. It's it's a lot of fun. It's something you can't take too seriously. Um, you can't go wrong with a Nicolas Cage film. Actually, you can go wrong with a Nicolas Cage film.
0: You can go horribly wrong with a you
2: Nicolas can go. Cage film. Yeah, but this and is it's probably, still
0: enjoyable.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, one of the ones you can go right with, though. Um, and I think the movie's well cast. I love Justin Bartha and Diane Kruger. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go with a four on this one. I will happily sit down and watch it any time.
0: Cool. All right, Cheryl, what do you think?
3: Well, considering I do own the DVD for this one, and I would buy the Blu-ray if they came out with a Blu-ray of like one and two together. That would be perfect, folks. If you're listening up to Disney, less chihuahuas.
1: <laughs> less. <Hey>, Amen. <laughs> um, it was already released on Blu-ray.
3: Really, as, a, as as one and two together?
1: I don't know if it's one and two together, but it's, there's already a Blu-ray version of uh, both movies out. So
3: yeah, I'd love to see one and two together. That would be that would be kind of cool. I really like this. This is five for me. I love this type of movie. I could just watch it and then it's like mid
0: mid story, and i be like, yes, I'm watching. So Todd, are you are you a fan or not
1: of the movie? Oh no, yes. I like the I oh so um. No, I enjoy this movie a lot. I like Nicolas Cage in movies. I just, like I keep saying, I make a lot of jokes. because Because here's the thing, right, is I think he's an actor who knows that he's overacting. I think he's implied that in enough interviews that he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's selling. So I sort of feel that you go into Nicolas Cage movies knowing what you're going to get out of them. And I don't ever feel like I'm disappointed watching a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. You know, because they have great quotes like Flying Elvis' Utah chapter.
0: There you go. <laughs> I mean, who can, who can argue with that?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, so things like that. Um, so, yeah, um, so no, I really enjoy this. I think it sells on the action adventure. I think it sells on the mystery, despite the problems with the clues. I just wanted to go through those for people because I like people to know the truth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it falls in a three and a half range for me
0: yeah i i 'm right there with you i mean like it 's not it's, i really did not like it the first time I saw it, and um watching it again i i would say I was probably a little hasty in my in my feelings about it the first time I saw it uh, that i think it's it's right there with you i like, like it 's a three it's it, it's a fun movie it's it's one you just go with and you you, it, you just wait for the next clue and roll with the next thing you 're not that invested in the characters or anything like that and It's not going to reveal some immortal truth about life, but it's going to be a fun two hours to watch. So there you go. All right, that is our discussion of National Treasure, but it doesn't end there, people. That's what I'm saying. I say you go to the website, DisneyFilmProject.com, and we will have a post about this show. And you can leave comments there. Tell us what you thought of National Treasure. We want to hear from you folks. We want to make this as interactive as possible. And to that end, you want to go to our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com and find Disney Film Project there, and you will see a poll. And that poll will let you pick one of the movies upcoming that we will talk about on this very program. It's just that simple. So go there to Facebook and vote for the film you want us to discuss. Uh, And go to us on Twitter, at DisFilmProject. We tweet out the show every week, and you can let us know what you think uh, while you are listening. All right, folks, so that's going to do it for this week. Welcome back, Bree.
2: Yay, thank you. It's good to be back. It's
0: very wonderful to have you. Uh, But until next week, we will see you later.
2: It's a big bluish-green man with a strange-looking goatee. I'm guessing that's significant.
1: Why can't they just say, go to this place, here's the treasure, spend it wisely?
0: If there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action.
3: Sir, it's the Hudson. Nothing is visible.